Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Coach Brian Irwin, two-time state champion, head football coach, now in private business. Uh, Brian, you, you and uh, I have talked about this, and, and we've, we enjoy talking with one another, so I figured it would be a good time to get together. Uh, we do our weekly segment during football season called Lunch with a Coach. We're going to continue that this fall as well. Uh, but you and I were talking. One of the things we want to talk about are the schedules upcoming for the Longhorns. Not necessarily just the 2024 schedule that was announced that I know you had some immediate reaction to, uh, but also the 2023 schedule and maybe how, as a coach, you're looking at it. Uh, Longhorns, let's just get right into it. Longhorns starting off uh, with Rice at home, then go to Alabama and then host Wyoming in the non-conference. Brian, your thoughts on that first quarter of the schedule, the non-con opponents? Well, I, you know, I, I think obviously the one that sticks out there is that, that one in Tuscaloosa. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't see us having much trouble with Rice or, or Wyoming. But, uh, you know, the old coach, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to talk about these things. I look at them, I think about them, I'm like, wow. You know, and then you got to kind of back off because old coaching, you think, all right, let's take care of today. We're not worried about, you know, Rice yet or we're not worried about Alabama yet. Let's just take care of today and uh, let's get bigger, faster, stronger, things like that in the summertime. Um, first of all, Bobby, I want to say thank you. Know, thank you. I've, I've been following along with you guys, and it's exciting. You know, this recruiting deal, you, Jerry, Eric, and the boys, y'all, y'all are doing a heck of a job. And uh, it's it's fun to follow this, and I think SARS got this train headed in the right direction. And uh, we've seen this now for a couple of years, the, the culture, the trust, uh, the camaraderie. Uh, he's building something special. Good, good deal. Let me ask you this from a coaching perspective. You you just mentioned that you know you want to one day at a time is what yeah. you're really preaching, right? Yeah. Get bigger, faster, stronger, smarter every day. Yeah. yeah. Um that's you know, that's the credo of every coach because they're trying to to uh minimize it for art to not minimize it, but they're trying to focus their players, right? Mm-hmm. As the coach, though, what's Sark doing right now as it relates to Alabama? And how much of that is already done? How much is, you know, is he refining that? I mean, obviously he's in the midst of recruiting, so that takes uh, some priority right now. But, you know, my, my question really is what's going on as how does a coach think about that game uh, kind of nestled between Rice and Wyoming? I think it probably started back in the spring. Um, you know, we would always spend, and I know Sark probably spent, a couple of days, a couple of practices in the spring, specifically on Alabama. Not that he told the players we're working on Alabama, but they're working on Alabama schemes, offense and defense, kicking game. Uh, not something that you really publicize to the players, but uh, the coaching staff's very aware of it and in, in how you practice and how you set up practice. So, you know, spring ball testing some things out from a scheme standpoint. And then this summer, there's no doubt they're going to spend three, four, five days game planning for Alabama. So you're not in such a bind and a crunch come, you know, Sunday, Monday uh, after the Rice game. Got it. Um, We look at it and that non-conference schedule, obviously, like you mentioned, has that one team. They dip their toe in the next, the the week after Wyoming, uh, I believe, or I can't remember if it's one or two weeks right after Wyoming. I think it's the very next week after Wyoming. They go to Baylor. Yes. Um, And, the first two conference games are interesting uh, because mm-hmm. they're kind of teams that are, that are, uh, you know, have some, have some talent. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to be though. Uh, Baylor uh, at way in Waco. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Shapin will be back, third-year starting quarterback for them. Uh, and then right after that, Jalen Daniels comes to town, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, quarterback from Kansas. And they put up a lot of points late in the year, especially against Arkansas in that bowl game. And Arkansas wasn't exactly Swiss cheese all year, but they acted like it in that game. Yeah. Um, are those two interesting conference games to start? Because they kind of feel like, you know, you're working your way into the conference schedule, but Kansas pretty uh, pretty good offense, you know, so they can be ec- excellent on that side of the ball. Yeah, you, you know, you know what you're getting with Baylor and Waco. They're going to be tough. They're going to be hard-nosed, well-coached. Um, they've had a pretty good run here for the last few years, and uh, they're a tough team to beat, especially in Waco. You know, they, they should have knocked off TCU last year. And uh, TCU got pretty lucky, you know, come out of Waco with a, with a win. Um, Coach Aranda does a great job. Baylor's always a tough out for Texas, always. Going back to when me and you were in school, uh, they were just a tough out. And um, so that's exciting. And uh, I'm excited. You know, it's here in Waco, so that's where I live. So, you know, maybe we have a little – Inside Texas get together that weekend, so uh, we probably will. Yeah, I imagine we will. Uh, you know, the next week, the, the scary teams, Kansas. I mean, they they were really good last year, and uh, we caught them at a pretty weak moment. You know, last year I think with the quarterback just coming off injury, and uh, we know the hit past history we've had with Kansas. They're another tough out, even back to the Vince Young days when. We barely, you know, squeaked out the victory and, and ended up, I believe that was year one, the national championship. Uh, so uh, Kansas is very talented. You're talking about a well-coached team. That that coach has done a one heck of a job with Kansas. They're, they're hard-nosed. They're, they're physical. And both those teams will probably be coming off. I don't know what their schedules look like, but I know what they've looked like in the past with Kansas and Baylor. You know, relatively easy non-conference schedules. They'll probably come in undefeated. Um, and, and both games that we played. Now, they could have a conference game. I don't know before before that. But uh, usually they play fairly easy non-conference games. So it's it's also tough to get a real judge and evaluation off those guys um, uh, in, in that context also. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a, a tough go. Baylor's physical. They're tough, well-coached. Kansas is very athletic. Anytime you got that athletic of a quarterback, it's always scary. Gotcha. They host Baylor hosts Utah in a second. So that they have one tough okay. one, but Utah most likely it sounds like it's going to be without Cam rising yeah. in the game at this point. So uh to your point, they they do typically have, you know, not like they also have uh Florida or excuse me, um Texas State is one of their opponents. They, yeah, they're not necessarily even a group of five schools, uh, right? right? Well, we'll know after Utah because Utah with or without Cam. Rising, that's one of the best programs in the country. Uh, Kyle Willingham has just done one heck of a job there. They're physical. They're tough. Uh, they've won the Pac-12 the last couple of years, and so um, uh, that'll be a good barometer for them. They play smart. Uh, oh, yeah. T- yeah, typically smart and hard. Yeah. Um, the, the very next team, obviously, is the big big tilt and big D, uh, yeah. and that is uh, the Oklahoma game uh, after Kansas. Texas uh, goes in and OU goes in. It's possible both teams either have one or no losses at this point, in my opinion. Mm. Um, it is Brent Venable's second year, Brian, uh, and there sh- they should be improved, just like Steve Sarkeesian improved in his second year. Mm-hmm. But you know, Texas coming off a forty-nine to nothing 
beatdown of OU a year ago where Oklahoma literally didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so I think the, the, the uh, score was probably outsized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that game at this point and, and how you, you and I both know how much Texas and Oklahoma get up for that game. It's just, it is the way it is and has been yeah. for, since you and I have been alive. Yeah. Um, your, your thoughts on that one? Well, we all know it's, uh, it, it's pretty close to a must win. Um, um, to win the you know, Big 12 championship, uh, it goes through OU. And, um, and, and it has and it will, you know. And so I just, I just think it's almost a must win. Now, can we still get there? Yeah. But um, I, I just see us being prepared. I see us letting last year go. I mean, last year doesn't mean anything. Uh, they've blown us out, you know, probably the year before. And uh, it's, it's one of those deals that uh, every year is a new year. Really, every snap's a new snap because it's a, such a big game of momentum. I, I'll never remember, never forget Daryl Royal speaking to our football team in 89 or 90 and, and talking to the guys about this is a game of momentum. And it's the biggest momentum swings in the game of football when you're talking about these huge rivalry games. And I learned that concept at that, at that early age, and I carried it into my coaching um, and how to deal with momentum swings and things like that. So that's what that game's all about. Who can handle the momentum swings and and who can, um, you know, keep the momentum and, 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 and finish the game. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Brian, the the other thing I would say to that is, is... We all know that finishing that game is imperative because, it, to your point, it goes goes through uh, Oklahoma in large part that because they are going to be, if not the second most talented, one of the two or three most talented teams in the league uh, yeah. for Texas this year. So uh, whether or not Oklahoma is firing in all, all pistons that week is a big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that kind of offense can that that Jeff Levy and the Sooners run, if they're running and yeah. going, it's hard to stop. Yeah. Um, now, after that game, the the, the schedule kind of takes a step back. Mm-hmm. Get an off week. Texas gets an off week, and then in on the twenty uh, first of uh, October, uh, Texas goes down to Houston. Uh, now, Dana Holgerson it, is suffering heavy losses this year. Yeah. Uh, Texas has not been to Houston, I think, since '01 uh, to play. Uh, your thoughts on? Houston, the, the, the trio of game, uh, the double games back to back Houston and then hosting BYU, the two newcomers to the big 12 that Texas hasn't seen in a while. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Houston's been very, very talented the last uh, few years, and and uh, with the losses they're experiencing, we, we ought to be able to handle them. You know, down there in Houston, uh, it seems like things are a little bit chaotic to me there at UH uh, with Dana and and uh, you know I know Tillman Fertitta wants to win. I was I was in Galveston County for a number of years, and I know a lot about uh, Tillman Fertitta, and he doesn't he doesn't play around. He wants to win, and right now it just seems a little bit chaotic. Um, Following week, BYU, good thing we don't have to go to BYU. It's a very, very tough place to play. They're coming to Austin. Uh, but, again, just like we mentioned Utah a while ago, they're well-coached, they're physical, they're mature, they're smart, they're hard-nosed, they're a very, very, very good program. And so that's going to that's gonna pose a gigantic challenge for us. All right, the, right after that hosting BYU, uh, this could be what many think is the uh, end-all, be-all for the Big 12 during the regular season. Kansas State comes to Texas on November 4th. Uh, then Texas goes to TCU November 11th. Those two games back-to-back are big. Texas then goes again to Iowa State. Iowa State has been a thorn in Texas's spot side, especially in Ames over yeah. the last decade, finishing with Texas Tech. It's possible, Brian, those are the four best teams are three of the four best teams in the Big 12 outside of Texas this year, Kansas State, TCU, and Texas Tech. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, no doubt. The, the season is going to be – it's going to be a brutal ending uh, to the season. All three of those uh, teams are high-quality teams. Uh, and again, you, you certainly can throw in Iowa State into that mix because they are always a tough out for us. Uh, but uh, Texas Tech, it appears that they're going to have one of the best teams they've had in a long, long time. Kansas State got it put together. They're physical, well-coached. Um, they're they're going to be good uh, again, and certainly TCU and what they've done. So uh, we've just got to take it one at a time, be positioned to uh, to play well. Hopefully we're relatively healthy, and uh, we've got some momentum established and, and, and the, the, the teamwork and the, and the, the team unity and, and everything's established by that point in the season. Hopefully we got a lot to play for. And, um, you know, we get it done. Um, Brian, last time I spoke with you, you mentioned that uh, you thought quarterback was really needed to, to be that solid, consistent piece of the offense for Texas mm -hmm. to take that next step. Any thoughts on that or anything changed in that regard? Or do you still feel strongly about that? I feel real strongly about that uh, heading into this year. This, this year, we, and we all know we need to win. It's a must-win season. Everything's trending in the right direction. Now it's time to put together nine, 10, 11 wins. Um, and and Big 12 championship, maybe have a chance at, at the big one. You know, we really we, – we, we've got a chance. I mean, we come out with top five uh, in one poll a couple of days ago. Uh, we're in a – we're positioned in a, in a good conference to get into the top four, into the playoffs. Uh, our quarterback play is going to be critical. It's going to be crucial. Uh, wide receiver, we're loaded. Offensive line is going to be better. Running back, we're solid. We're not going to be as you know. We're losing Bijan. We're losing Roshan, but but we're going to be solid. We're going to be very very good. We have more playmakers this year than we had last year, in my opinion. And we've got to you know we've got to get the ball in their hands. Whether it's a quick RPO, whether it's a bubble, whether it's a hitch, whether it's a slant, whether it's a deep ball, post combination routes, play action. Uh, and then and then really run the football well. So that all goes around Quinn Ewers. 
Sark's named in the starter. And and I really believe it goes around him. The season we have offensively and as a team is going to hinge heavily on on uh, his play. Got a couple more questions here for you, Brian. Speaking with Brian Irwin, two-time state championship football coach, uh, former uh, University of Texas grad as well. He and I went to school together and worked for the football team at the same time. Brian, mm -hmm. your, your, your thoughts on this, uh, because I know you kind of grew up, you were an offensive assistant on, I think you were the student assistant for Lynn Amity, right? On, uh, back in the day, an offensive coordinator. The, the thought you have on Texas returning all five starters on the offensive line. Now, some guys may get replaced that get jumped, right? We, mm -hmm. we know that. How much better should the offensive line be year over year, in your opinion, because of that consistency mm -hmm. or that experience? And furthermore, uh, you know, how valuable can that be to the team, in your opinion? Very valuable. From a run game standpoint, it shouldn't take them as long to what we call set their pads. It, it always takes a game or two to really establish the offensive line play and setting their pads and and creating time and in the running game. Uh, but those guys are uh, play together. They're, they're experienced. They know each other. They're a year older, wiser, and maybe more importantly, uh, 10 pounds heavier, you know, however much stronger, uh, just, just more, more mature, more physically put together because the offensive line play, the more physical you are, the more mature you are, the better you're going to be. And so we're certainly more mature. We're certainly going to be more physical. We didn't, we didn't shrink over the last year. We, we've done nothing but eat, right, and grow. So um, that when, when everything's breaking down around you, when you got those five guys throwing a tight end in there, six guys throwing a fullback in there, seven, you can lean on that when, when things aren't going quite your way. Got it. Uh, speaking with Brian Irwin. Brian, uh, the, one of the other reasons that you and I wanted to get together is uh, you, you sent me a text right after the SEC schedule for 2024 was released. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we knew we needed to go through the 2023 schedule. But uh, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that 2024 schedule? Well, we start off with Cream Puff uh, uh, fairly early in the season uh, with OU. And then uh, and then, <laughs> then it goes Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and uh, Mississippi State at home. And then Arkansas, A&M, Vanderbilt away. I'm like, wow. When I just looked at the home portion of that, Okay, we have we've changed our, our livelihood now. We're we're now and go ahead to the SEC. We better have our stuff together and uh, and be ready to buckle down and play because you know everybody knows Florida and Georgia, but I, I look at Kentucky. You know, I mean, those guys can flat out play. They're they're as physical as any of those teams. We know what Mississippi State's you know and what they're capable of. They're very very physical. And uh, and then, of course, you go on the road to Arkansas. We know what happened last time we went to Arkansas. You know, we're going to get a chance at A&M now for the first time in a, in a number of years. And then I think we I think we finished the season at Vanderbilt. So uh, maybe I get a chance to come up and see you then. Yep. I, I, I feel like we look at that schedule and people underestimate, to your point, the Kentuckys and Mississippi states of the world. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. The, Yes, the Flor Florida and Georgia – extremely talented and always mm -hmm. going to be talented, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody assumes that. They don't realize that Kentucky and Mississippi State put as many players in the NFL just about as Texas does. Oh, yeah. If not more sometimes. Yeah. So I, I feel like because they don't – those two teams, at least from a football perspective, 
in the case of Kentucky where it's a basketball school, right? Yeah. You don't think of them that way, but Mark Stoops has created a a program that is seven wins, eight wins every year in a very, very tough conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I'm, I agree with you. It's not so much the one-offs that you're going to see in the, the SEC that are going to – when Florida comes to town or you go to Georgia or yeah. uh, vice, go to Alabama, wherever the case may be, it's going to be the week-in, week-out grind of yeah. that conference. Yeah, every single week there's – you're gonna, you know, you, you know, you can't bring your A game every week, but you better not bring your B minus game, you know, or you're you're not gonna win. Uh, in, the, in the Big Twelve, you can bring your B minus game, still still win, but in in that schedule in the SEC, uh, you, you're gonna have to go from A plus to A minus to maybe B plus, but uh, there's there's no off weeks. So you 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 show up unprepared. You show up not m- mentally ready to be jazzed up, ready to go, you're going to lose the ball game. Yeah, and and I think that uh, you can't sleepwalk No, is your essential uh, term. Yes, I, that's exactly I agree right. with you. I mean, I, I think that's uh, – the mental acumen has to has to rise yeah. uh, over time. All right, uh, Brian Irwin, I appreciate you as always. Thanks also for the kind words uh, on the, about On Texas Football and Inside Texas about what we're doing with recruiting. You're uh, I, each and every day, it feels like there's a new commitment or one happening right now. Uh, Brian, thanks for your time. Have a good rest of the summer. We'll catch up to you in August uh, when uh, football season starts getting underway and restart lunch with the coach. Uh, for now, I'm Bobby Burton with Brian Irwin. Thanks for watching.